Hey there, welcome to uh, Better Than a Black Woman, a podcast about the inherent strength and resilience that black women have become known for. I appreciate you tuning in. I'm your host, Sab Jackson. And hey, if you enjoy listening to today's episode, please share on your social media platforms or if it has resonated with you in some way and you would like to share, please do. I appreciate you doing this in advance. Also, oh, I forgot. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I would definitely appreciate your feedback and your thoughts on how we can improve uh, the podcast. So thank you again for listening. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Okay, so today's episode features bet on a black woman's confidence. And this episode actually wasn't on my list docket, but it came to me as a topical news item subject as I was looking for topics for a my Facebook live show, Brownversations, that I host every other Monday on beautifulbrowngirls.com. And this subject came as I was looking for topics to discuss for this episode because it, it it's just necessary. It's necessary to talk about. So Future's Bet on a Black Woman's Confidence it came about because this week's presidential, second presidential debate, I believe, Grey's Anatomy star Ellen Pompeo, a.k.a. Um, Meredith Grey, made headlines this week following the second presidential debate. And her comments were aimed specifically at Senator Kamala Harris, who is running for president. So by all accounts, Kamala Harris is considered a black woman. She is the daughter of a Jamaican-born father and Indian-born mother. So I'll go ahead and share with you Ellen's comments. So Bloomberg, Bloomberg, you know, Bloomberg, the, the news outlet, they commented and said an emerging trend in, in the debate, Kamala Harris very clearly only wants to debate Joe Biden every time she's been challenged by a lower polling candidate. She takes it back to Biden. Hashtag them debate. This was Bloomberg. Ellen Pompeo, aka Meredith Gray, commented because she's overconfident and believes he is her only competition. Now, that comment drew a lot of ire simply because of the the wording it drew a lot of ire because calling a black woman overconfident is racist according to a lot of uh, the, the 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 commentary from people on social media they did not like her commentary and I'll go ahead and share with you a few of the comments, if I can pull it up on my phone, and I had it on my, I did have it on my laptop, and I apologize if it sounds like I'm kind of working through, yes, I am, yes, I am (laughs) working through, and I'm trying to find the comments here. All right, so Ellen Pempeo called racist for negative comments about Kamala Harris, and some of the comments were, 
It's disappointing that you single out a black woman as overconfident when she when she's actually defending her record against the front runner whose campaign has been solely fighting her, calling her slippery, slick, and other slurs on the stage. Biden was her only competition. Now, this was a comment from someone on Twitter, and I apologize if it sounds like I'm just kind of you know, Twitter. And then another comment said, black women are allowed only a certain amount of confidence must always yield something or whatever white man is around. Again, these are just Twitter comments. And it drew a lot of ire because anytime a black woman is uh, competent or anytime a black woman is polished, professional, she knows her shit, she is on the top of her game, she's considered overconfident. And that drew a lot of ire because it's like, damn, when are we able to just be? It's almost like we have to stifle our greatness. We have to stifle our confidence to make other people around us feel comfortable. And that's what drew a lot of the criticism is because here's this white woman who is white, has a black husband, has biracial kids. And to some people, they, not some people, she has immersed herself into the woke community. (laughs) I hate that term. I absolutely hate that term. But she feels like she has a pass to talk about black issues and to talk to black people in a certain way because she has a black husband and she has biracial biracial children she feels like this gives her a pass and are her comments racist no i don't think they're racist but there is a strong likelihood that i want to call her meredith but pompeo realizes that her, her perception of Senator Kamala being overconfident is influenced by Pompeo's race. She's white. She isn't addressing, sure, she didn't address Senator Kamala's policies or her ideas. Pompeo commented on Senator Senator Kamala's demeanor, her poise, her confidence. And that's that that was key for me it's like she didn't comment on anything that she said with regards to policy or how she plans to affect change in this country but her poise and her confidence and her demeanor and it's almost it's like black people's palpability to white folk who aren't used to it is uncomfortable for them and that's not our freaking problem you guys that's not our problem because They feel uncomfortable by our competence, by our intellect. And that comment by Pompeo showed that she is not that woke white woman who she purports to be online. And and I absolutely hate that term. I never considered Pompeo this woke white woman. But I'm not even for sure if I consider her an ally sometimes. 
just because of her when she appeared on red table talk and her comments there and i was just like uh another white woman trying to profess her wokeness on this platform it was just it was just a lot and she drew a, a pompeo ellen drew a lot of cr- criticism and she is an activist she has shown her activism but i just feel like that comment was may have been a little racist to some people but i don't think it was racist but it was just a white woman trying to insert herself in a way that she shouldn't have and i think that maybe she should have chose her wording a little differently that's a trigger word for black women when non-black women say that say that to a black woman overconfident it says it says that they are intimidated by that black woman's confidence and by that black woman's um intelligence and again that's not our problem it's not our problem i don't think that that confident was racist but it it was an interesting comment from her like overconfident it's like I have gone into interviews and for those of you who've been listening to this podcast uh, know that I am currently in in job transition I have been called uh, well-spoken I have been called smart I it, it and those aren't compliments coming from people coming from people that don't look like me and uh it's it is almost borderline insulting because it's almost like oh well you're very intelligent oh you're very well spoken it's almost like well what else did you expect coming into this interview of of, what else did you expect right black women have been considered not considered no we are and i apologize so retract that black women are more confident than other groups of women or females and we are consistently reported to have higher self-esteem than white or hispanic women and among other things uh, we're far more likely to describe ourselves as uh, successful as beautiful and black women we are the most educated the most decorated in degrees and it's because it's we have to we have to and i hate that same adage that we have to work harder to be to be twice as good and it and it's true it's that adage is absolutely true and even our former first lady michelle obama says that it's not enough to lean in she was referencing the book by sheryl sandberg i believe is her name she's the current ceo coo excuse me at facebook and her book lean in and michelle obama said because that shit doesn't work all the time that's from our former first lady michelle obama during her book tour she was referencing the lean in book written by a white woman the ceo at facebook and that and i will say i did get the book <laughs> i was reading the book and a lot of the tips from the book were just like I said to myself, this shit ain't gonna work. This shit don't work for me in the workplace. And I, as I was reading it, I was just like, yeah, okay, 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 Cheryl, okay, Cheryl. But that those tips and tricks and tactics and strategies that uh, Cheryl Sandberg was talking about in her book, they don't, 
they don't translate when it comes to a black woman, because whenever you are confident, whenever you are brilliant and smart and strong in the workplace, that is perceived as um, overconfident, overzealous, intimidating, aggressive. And we have all these negative attributes to us when we are coming into a workplace or or business and we are putting forth our strongest selves, our most confident selves, our most um, competent selves. And our confidence, there's a lot of adversity in our confidence. They, they, I'll put quotes on that, are quick to tear us down and invalidate our dreams. They're quick to deter us from moving forward with things that we want to do. But our strength, our strength, the black woman's strength, they run so deep that it doesn't put a damper on who we are. They don't want us to believe that we are smart intelligent and as intellectual as we are they really want to try to ostracize us and for some reason black women we don't allow or we aren't deterred by those level of adversities maybe it's just something that's instilled from us from our black mothers from the black community because we know that we have to work harder in certain spaces to be proven to be better or to be proven to be worth it. And while that is unfortunate and that is sad and that's just the world that we live in, if there is another adage to be said that is better or if there is another something to reference that is better, please email betonablackwoman@gmail.com. Would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on this, but we do. As black women, our our confidence will constantly be challenged. And while that is not okay, that gives us more of a reason, more confidence, more resilience, more perseverance to persevere throughout those situations because it it just happens. And, And again, referencing First Lady Michelle Obama, again, she opened up about how racism has affected her while her husband Barack uh, was in office and she talked about how those negative comments affected her and hurt her feelings hell my my job so I had a few job interviews this week and my job interviews and and full disclosure how I felt the need to subdue being overzealous, competent, not pontificating so much so that I didn't come across too strong. I was in those interviews trying to find the, play the line of being still strong, still well-spoken, but not overly well-spoken as to not intimidate the person that I was speaking with. Because I read, a lot of black women read, a lot of people read. But there's something about a black woman and her confidence and her intellect and her 
um, and, and the way she speaks sometimes can intimidate people. So I was having to unfortunately feel like I had to temper that in my interview this week. My interview, I still feel like it went really well. I was really excited about it so much so that I had to share it with somebody. I was talking with someone after the interview about how excited I was, but I was really, I wanted to, well, I tempered my excitement. I didn't want to get too excited about this opportunity because I didn't want to get too emotionally invested in it, but I was excited about it. So sue me, sue me. I was really excited about it. But research has shown that Black women, we score higher when it comes to self-esteem. And we score higher when it, than any other race and ethnicities, which may be surprising. But considering the long history of prejudice and discrimination that Black women have faced growing up, Black women are taught that we're strong, that we're beautiful, that we're smart, you are enough. And that mindset has essentially passed down from generation to generation as a defense mechanism of sorts against the discrimination. And it's like the more competent you are, the better equipped that you are to deal with the level of racism. And that remains to be true. Like competence is is great, but competence is only is the only thing that can protect black women. Well, I'm sorry, confidence isn't the only thing that can protect black women against being underpaid, being disrespected on the job, being disrespected um, because of our hairstyles. We are um, more likely to be sexually assaulted yet unprotected on college campuses. And we're just having to deal with a lot from non-black women and from black men and from non-black women. And while that is a hard burden to carry, no matter how confident you are, still take the time to marvel at the resilience and the strength of a black woman. Our resilience is like no other And the level of strength that it takes to overcome so many adversities that we have to deal with is why the term uh, black girl magic is a thing. Like the things that we have to do and overcome and deal with and the, the, the things that we create is like no other. And that's why that term black girl magic is such a thing because... It is a thing. We are the thing. We are the ish. I mean, I can curse on this podcast, but I just choose not to sometimes. But we do. We overcome so many adversities. And something that I wanted to talk to you about is confidence, 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 confidence. Um, and some things that we can do to overcome different levels of confidence or how to I guess, not I guess, overcome certain aspects of confidence. And I wanted to talk to you about that. And it was actually a, a Black Enterprise article that I want to wanted to reference and how confidence isn't a feeling, it's actually an action. And as you 
take your first step towards the things that you're most afraid of, you'll start to obviously feel nervous and fearful and apprehension about your goals and you're uncertain about the process. But the key is to keep taking those steps so that you can work through those temporary feelings. And you might not believe in yourself right away, but confidence is a series of many events as you move through the process and you're building a stronger belief in yourself. Confidence also isn't about perfection. It's about progress. And striving for perfection keeps people stuck in overthinking and assuming the worst and second-guessing themselves. So start your progressive journey by moving through the four P's of being confident. And those four P's are purpose. Is, you know, what's, what's your purpose? What, what am, why am I doing this? Preparation. How can you prepare? Preparation breeds confidence. Practice. When can you practice? Blocking off time on your calendar to uh, pursue to the business of you. And then progress. How can you, I, assess your progress? Being Progress is like being made to think that you are not failing and you're moving slow. Well, it feels like you're failing and you're moving slow. But progress is what's slow and steady like the, the turtle. It's slow and steady. So it's a progress. It's not going to happen overnight and I just want you guys to remember and believe that I got I was that I got those thoughts or those notes from a black enterprise article that I was reading so I got those tenets from that so again confidence is great but it's but but it's it's again it's not the only thing that will protect black women from this big bad world but what will protect us in 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 my thought you guys is just our resilience. And I wanted to read to you some quotes that have gotten me through and that I thought of as I was creating this episode. One of them was from Michelle Obama. She said, one of the lessons that I grew up with was to always stay true to yourself and never let what somebody else says distract you from your goals. That'll that is from former first lady michelle obama you don't like if you don't like something change it if you can't change it change your attitude that was from maya angelou i will i will not have my life narrowed down i will not bow down to somebody else's whim or to someone else's ignorance bell hooks Rejection is a challenge from Veronica Bell, Purcell, excuse me. And then you will get used to the rejection and you don't take it personally. Don't take it personally from Daniel Craig. So those are some quotes that I wanted to um, conclude the podcast with. But I also wanted to share with you my, my job search journey. I try to share that every episode. So this week, I interviewed with two companies, and one of them immediately basically said, this probably isn't a good fit, and the other went really, really well. I was so excited, and I'm trying so hard 
to subdue my excitement. I really came with it in this interview. It was an over-the-phone interview, but I still came with it, still subduing my level of excitement by also giving just enough to show that I am really excited about this opportunity, really interested in this opportunity. And while I don't have experience in X, I have experience in Z and WTUV. I have experience in all those other places. Like I don't have experience here, but I do have experience in here, here, and here. And this is why this the lack of experience here will compensate for the experience here in these ways. So I was really ardent in expressing that and really trying really hard to express that in the interviews. I'm not going to share who I interviewed with um, unless I don't get it. I'll share with you later. But they, I, it was one of those interviews where I didn't have to ask about the culture because the culture is known throughout the world. The culture is known via their CEO. And I may have been giving it, giving it away, but the culture is the, the CEO puts out there very clearly what he wants the culture of his company to be. And I'm just like, oh man, I was even excited that I even got an interview. So I was excited. I'll, I'll try to keep you abreast, yay or nay, on that uh, on that interview but overall it went well the first one like I said they immediately was just like this probably wouldn't be a good fit and I'm just like well why the fuck did you call in my <laughs> I applied for it because I was like I thought that my background and skills could really potentially suffice this opportunity and that's why I applied for it and they called and yeah, so that's where I am. So please keep me in your prayers and your thoughts as I continue to go on this job searching journey. And let's go ahead and get into the bet on her segment. This is usually at the end of the podcast where I want to highlight a woman of color in career transition. I want to know your name. I want to know what kind of roles that you're looking for and what value you think you can bring. And what was the last role that you interviewed for? Email me at betonablackwoman at gmail.com if you'd like to be featured on an episode would love to hear from you would love to get your job searching journey out so in hopes that we can find you and procure you a role so thank you again for tuning in to an episode on of bet on a black woman i appreciate you tuning in i'm excited that you tuned in if you have feedback please share it on Apple Podcasts. Or if you have feedback, please email us at betonablackwoman at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I'm really excited about today's episode and I hope that you got some value out of it. So until next time.